When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. SB Nation and Underdog Dynasty present the Underdog Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Conference USA Underdog Podcast on UnderdogDynasty.com. SB Nation's home for G5 football. Uh, (laughs) Joe Lundergan and Eric Henry here with you once again. Um, Eric, it is close to 5.30 on the East Coast on Friday, February 11th, and a, a couple hours ago, we we got the news drop that uh, Old Dominion, Marshall, and Southern Miss have announced their intentions to leave Conference USA effective June 30th, 2022. Um, couple issues there, as we'll get into. <laughs> of course, this news uh, comes at the pretty much the exact same time as the 2022 CUSA football schedule was uh, finally released. Um, but something tells me that was somewhat planned uh, to drop it at that time. But, oh, man, uh, you know, shame on us for thinking we could have a light Friday. Exactly. Like that's just the sound of my phone getting a text because I'm still getting, you know, <laughs> people hitting me up, man. Yeah. Friday, February 11th, certainly a uh, busy day in the Conference USA space. As you mentioned, Joe, the same day that the schedule was, you know, made available internally and, and was due to, you know, make its way to the masses. Three programs had other ideas. And I kind of laughed there when you said that, you know, um, yeah, I can't remember exactly the word you use there in terms of, you know, the, the programs choosing to leave. Cause I'll put it to you this way, Joe, the first thing that comes to mind is the phrase billable hours, because I'm sure there are attorneys that are just jumping all over themselves, fighting to get uh, in on this, uh, what will inevitably, inevitably be a, uh, case that's going to, you know, it's, it's going to take the lawyers to, to hash this thing out. I mean, you know, it, it's Southern Miss, ODU, Marshall, attorneys should be jumping all over this one because, as you mentioned, there, there are there are bylaws and there are things in place. So I will let you kind of, you know, set them up and introduce them and we can hash them out piece by piece. But definitely a uh, not a slow Friday news day. How about that? Not at all. And yeah, it's funny you mentioned that this is this is Christmas Day for a few law offices in in Texas and Virginia and in West Virginia and uh, Mississippi as well, because uh, this is this is far from over. It's not like these schools can just kind of say this is what we're going to do and, you know, hold up the two fingers and walk off into the sunset. Uh, this is not a, you know, dating relationship where you can just kind of walk away and be done with each other this is a full-blown marriage where there's there's some legal things that need to be figured out and that both parties agreed to uh that need to get uh sorted out before we get too close to the uh you know football schedule and you know we we won't get into it too much but i think one of the big questions uh for the the spring sports here which again we're a football show we won't get too much into it but one thing we've seen with a lot of the conference realignment news 
over the last six months or so is this could probably affect how the spring sports, uh, you know, get, you know, or, or stay eligible rather for CUSA championships in sports like baseball and track and field and that sort of thing. So I, you got to feel sorry for those athletes, I guess, just to start off with. No, you're 100% correct. I mean, we've seen how this has played out in other leagues where teams that had announced their intention to depart, whether it was the Ohio Valley or a couple other conferences, and they've said, all right, cool, you want to do that, it's fine. You just It's not going to compete in postseason. So that certainly is something to to keep an eye on. And listen, in that sense, it's only the athletes lose, right? You know, especially in those sports, right? Because if you're, again, not to say that every CUSA football player is going to the NFL, but if you compete in spring sports, especially the baseballs and the tracks and fields, I mean, this is the pinnacle. This is this is it for you, you know? So in that sense, it certainly is not a, uh, a desirable situation at all, Joe. Not at all. I mean, let's let's dive into some of the juicy stuff on on that note. Then I, it's Marshall, Old Dominion and Southern Miss all released similar statements this afternoon uh, or I guess this <laughs> this morning for pretty much everybody afternoon for me um, with similar language saying that they let the conference office know that this was their intention in December of 2021. And since that happened, um the conference office in, in Frisco was not um, open to the idea of even discussing an early exit for them. And for a couple of reasons, that point of view can be somewhat understandable given the language in the contracts that each of these uh, universities signed when it came to their Conference USA affiliation. Um, but at the same time, the fact that they you know really didn't have any communication with these schools is a little strange to me, just given, you know, the, the optics of some of this stuff and the already very prevalent frustration with, with conference USA, not just in football, but for a number of reasons amongst fans and ADs alike. Well, it's interesting, Joe. I mean, you say it's, it's a bit strange to you and I'm actually going to take the opposite approach. I, I don't think it's strange at all. And now I may have the benefit of being a little bit closer to the ground than you do, because I had a chance to travel to, Marshall this year. I didn't, you know, I unfortunately looks like I won't uh, get the chance to travel to ODU, but I had a chance to go to Marshall, go to Southern Miss. And I, I can at least tell you from the Marshall POV. Um, I'm not saying I spoke to anyone in an official capacity, but the feeling, if you remember, Joe, I went to, Hattie, uh, to Hattiesburg. I went to Huntington. Uh, that week of the FIU game was the week that Marshall announced that they were heading to the Sun Belt. That was their intention. And the feeling from multiple people just in and around, you know, Huntington and and people in athletics was, we're going full steam ahead. This is not going to be a 2023, 2024 type deal. And Joe, even if you remember when we had Harry Minium on uh, from ODU Athletics, and of course, he was not speaking in an official capacity who works for ODU Athletics. He just was speaking, giving his uh, his feeling, you know, being there in the situation. And, and please, I don't, don't want to misquote Harry uh, um, by any stretch, but you can correct me if I'm wrong, Joe. I, I felt like Harry was very affirmative that uh, these programs would look to leave CUSA sooner than later. Um, it, so that just was the feeling. Um, and even when, you know, ODU came to FIU, uh, it was a similar feeling. So that's just, I guess, from my POV, Joe, this, what, what isn't, it's not shocking that the news is what it is. I think what's shocking is just how, for lack of a better word, brazen and how upfront they're just like, look, this, 
we're not hiding anything about it, right? Like none of this is going to be done behind closed doors. We Here's our line in the sand. We've drawn it and you guys make it what you want. I mean, there are conference bylaws that state that you have to have 14 months and pay the requisite, you know, um, funds to leave the conference. And I want to emphasize that it's not an either or, that's an and. So the fact that they've drawn this line in the sand and said, screw it, again, you know, lawyers are going to be chomping at the bit to get a, a piece of this case. Totally. I think I just want to make sure like my point was understood. I, what was odd to me was cool. that COSA seemingly wouldn't even come to the table to discuss an early exit. And I, if after those conversations, they make it clear, like you have to honor your contract. I think that's one thing, but based on the language in these releases, it seems like the schools kind of got radio silence from conference USA on the subject of negotiating some sort of early exit. And to your point, it's not an either or situation where they can just forfeit their, you know, their the the revenue they would have got from that conference USA deal uh, for 2022 and 2023, and and bounce. It, it doesn't work like that. They have to fulfill that obligation regardless because they signed on the dotted line. Yeah, well, Joe, and this is not a rhetorical question. I'm genuinely curious your thoughts. Why would the USA come to the table? I mean, I, I just don't. I, I, I'll, I'll let you opine first before I give my thoughts. Sure. I mean, more for optics than anything. I mean, in a in a world where, I mean, I know that they've already figured out the New Mexico Liberty, et cetera, situation. I think for me, it just, it's a small world in, in the sports business, right? And I think you want to do everything you can to really, um, I don't know. I mean, I get that it's a power play on their end, but I think a better power play would have been to, you know, play nice up front and then figure out a way to get what you want out of the deal. But maybe that's just the Midwestern for me. <laughs> okay. No, that, that part I, I, I can, I can understand, I guess the way I'm viewing it. And again, maybe um, kind of what I said in, in the first part of my statement, Joe, I think it, it, it translates. It's, you know, kind of um, from the CUSA point of things. If, I, I listen. I don't. I don't want to overstate this, right? But you can't negotiate with terrorists, and I'm. And I'm not calling either side terrorists. And it's, a, it's a figure of speech. But essentially, what I'm saying is, look, man, Joe, we'll use a relationship example. Uh-huh. And you know, I'll speak for me because you're in, in you know marriage wedding bliss here. So I don't want to you know speak anything to existence. If someone tells me they're leaving, I can sit here and say, baby, 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 please don't leave. But like, yo, if you decided, hey, I'm not going to counseling. I'm not going to see a therapist. I don't want to talk this out. I'm leaving. And guess what? I already got the new dude lined up, but what am I going to do? There's nothing to negotiate with. So like, screw it, uh, leave. And I'll just start focusing on, you know, I, I've, I've got, you know, my game plan to get back on the market uh, and pick up something new. So that's just that. I mean, at that point, what else can you do? I mean, I get, I get what you're saying about the relationship, but I think I'm having trouble tying this back into the, the section at hand in terms of, how the how that like so I get so are you CUSA in this situation or are you uh, yeah yeah I'm, I'm, I, if if I'm CUSA and someone dictated to me I'm out mm-hmm. then damn I mean I guess and it feels to me Joe like your point is it would at least be better optics to to attempt to negotiate to feign a negotiation but in my mind and listen I'm not trying to be a CUSA defender I know you know there are plenty of people who crit- critique the league but if there's nothing to talk about. If you've decided, see, Joe, I, I think hopefully we can kind of get on the same page here. If Marshall, ODU, and Southern Miss said, we've announced our intention to leave, 
and we'll politely honor 2022. But if you would negotiate with us, we'd like to get out a little bit sooner than, than 2023. That's one discussion. But everything from the moment this has happened has felt, Joe, especially given the fact that the American doesn't have the infrastructure, the capability to welcome their additions in, right? With Central Florida, Houston, and uh, Cincy, they they have they can't go to the Big Twelve, so the American can't welcome them in. There's no landing spot, right? That that's non-negotiable. Whereas the Sun Belt has the capability. I just read a tweet. I'm sorry, I, I don't, uh, I I can't pull up on the fly to see who it was. Who seemingly Keith Gill, who I I actually had a chance to see twice this year. Ironically, it's funny that I I saw the Sun Belt commissioner twice across my travels. Was like, yo, I got a landing spot for y'all here, and I don't have a husband to get rid of. Uh, who's got to move his stuff out. I got a room for you immediately. <laughs> so so at that point, if those schools have already made up their mind, like we're telling you we're leaving and we're full speed ahead, what is it to negotiate? Optics or otherwise? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I get it. I think the first, I guess the annoying part of this for me is like the one who is ultimately going to pay the price in the short term is the athletes across all sports, football included. Unless, you know, the Sun Belt is, is really going to have to step up. And it's like, to go back to your analogy, it's like, I got a new dude lined up and he's taking me to, you know, Hawaii. And it's like, I am? You know, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that it sounds like the Sun Belt has kind of, you know, planned for both scenarios. But I don't know. It's It's just a mess. And I do not envy the league office or any of the people within this athletic department that's going to have to figure out just how much money they're going to have to, you know, end up paying uh, CUSA in early exit fees, because that's inevitably what's probably going to happen. Right. I mean, that's, that's the unavoidable, right. Is the exit fee. Mm-hmm. Um, now I do think it'll be interesting and, you know, we can transition to another point after this, but this definitely is going to set a precedent going forward. If in fact, they're able to just kind of, you know, strong arm their way out. It, it's going to set a precedent. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, that's the thing that I maybe I'm just having a little bit of trouble articulating is if these three schools are able to make this jump early, somewhat unscathed, then, you know, that I feel like that kind of lets the remaining institutions in CUSA know that they can more or less like push the league office around. And that's not a great place for the league office to be in, obviously. Un- undoubtedly. But and and again, you know, I don't want to come across like, again, I'm, I'm the, you know, Conference USA defender. But I, I, we can save that discussion for another time. I think this whole thing inevitably, while I guess the the root causes of what got us here, you can, if you want to find fault with CUSA, in my opinion, um, the fact that we are here, there was nothing they could do about it regardless, you know, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's let's talk about how this is going to affect scheduling moving forward. So with those three teams leaving, then obviously that kind of cancels out the the games on, uh, you know, their the entire league schedule that was released today as well. Um, but, you know, you said something earlier on Twitter and, and Brett McMurphy seems to have said something similar, Eric, um, that the league should be able to move forward um, with essentially an 11 game schedule for each uh, CUSA team in order to um, basically fill like the amount of games that they they need under NCAA rules and whatnot. So um, any any insight onto how that's going or, or any more specifics you can give there? 
Yeah, yeah, Joe. I uh, have had since that news broke, as you mentioned, uh, I think afternoon your time, but a little earlier on this coast. Uh, I've had several conversations with, you know, some ranking members across Conference USA. Um, and the, the feeling that I've gotten is is that while they are as equally flabbergasted at the idea that this teams are going to just strong arm their way out, uh, they uh, the people I spoke to have also felt that, OK, if you look at the American over the past few years, I cannot remember if it's two or three years, but they've played an 11 game uh, schedule with the conference championship game. And then of course, you know, the eight game conference schedule. So that would in essence solve the issue right now, I guess what that may result in is if they have to do this and I, and I don't think there's going to be any way around it. You may end up with an example with a, a scenario where some teams have to go on the road again to a team they played this year. Right. Um, that's just by virtue of having to do this on the fly and uh, and and the nature of the schedule come off of last year, right? So I think that would be the only pitfall, and, and obviously that's something that would have to be negotiated, you know, amongst the the conference and others. But uh, yeah, I mean that that looks to be the case. I mean, I'll give an example. I think if you look at UCF in 2021, and I believe in 2020, I'm doing this on the fly here. Um, I believe Tulane went to yeah yeah Tulane went to UCF in 20 and and 21 right so that's an example just by virtue of the way the american schedule is uh it ended up shaking out that way where you know you have to play a team on the road twice right which obviously isn't ideal but just might be the circumstances based on on where we're at but yeah um i I think that's that's we're looking at so it's not quite you know utter disaster or anything like that i think we're just looking at a scenario where you know again the worst case situation is that a team or two or three or however many, I can't do the math to the, you know, that me trying to do the math with the schedule here is like the gif with the math gif, you know, where the guy's just going crazy. I can't put together the formula, but it puts you this way. It's going to be a few teams. If in fact, that's what it is. They're going to be a few teams that may have to play on the road again at a team that they played um, on the road in 2021. To a fan that might not sound like the biggest inconvenience in the world, but I would imagine there's not many ADs who would be happy about having to figure that out right now. Exactly. Yeah, Joe, you hit the nail on the head. From the people I've spoken to, I think that's going to be the the biggest concern, right? Not from the fans' perspective, but from a, you know any respective AD having to explain to them, okay, you went to this team in 2021 and you're going to have to go back and hit the road uh, in 2022. That's something that, again, I'm going to assume that most ADs would not want to be in that situation, but it may just be what they will have to endure for a year or two. Okay, so here's my question then in regards to just how the league championship structure would work uh, in 2022 then. With Southern Miss leaving, you then have one, two, three, four, five, six teams in the West. And then with uh, Marshall and Old Dominion leaving, uh, you do have Western Kentucky, MTSU, FAU, Charlotte, and FIU in the East. So that's one, two, three, four, five teams. Uh, so I guess that's, I guess that could still work because that's the, the same amount of teams in each, in each division, right? Or did I just like space on counting that? <laughs> um, I believe you did because there were two that went from the East and one from the West. That should be six and five. Okay. One UTSA, UAB, Texas, five. Oh, you're right. I just missed Rice in the West. Okay. So I guess does the conference imbalance that this creates with two teams leaving the East affect you know, the setup for the conference championship game at all? Or is it just kind of like the best team out of the, the five left in the East and the best team out of the six in the West? 
Well, see, that's so okay. I'm glad you mentioned that, right? So that's my thinking is that you have to go uh, to the American model, which is eleven up, eleven down, right? I mean, that would make sense. And yeah. you know, for people that maybe haven't watched the American in a minute, how would that like explain that as someone who watches a lot of American, being you know, Mister UCF over here? <laughs> I've been called that in a while. I'll appreciate that. I'll take that. Um, no, it, it. I mean, it just means you know, obviously there there are not going to be uh, specific divisions you just have each team that that will play um and then based on which is where i i was trying to probably inartfully explain the aspect of you may have some teams that will have to play on the road twice back-to-back years because of the fact that you have an imbalance right you have a, you have an odd number of teams and if you just run them you know 11 up 11 down you're going to kind of have to crisscross the schedule a little bit right so not every single team can have that same um, proportion of going home road home road but that's exactly what it would be it just would be one big conference instead of uh two divisions east west and then of course the, the top two teams at the end of you know with the conference record uh would compete for the title game so given that the Sun Belt did uh plan for something like this or at least had a uh contingency plan in place uh the west in 2022 looks like it would be arkansas state louisiana ul monroe south alabama texas state southern miss and troy uh, while the East would be App State, Coastal Carolina, Georgia Southern, Georgia State, uh, James Madison, Marshall, and Old Dominion. So it seems like they will be relatively unaffected, just obviously having the new additions. Um, here's my question, Eric. So when it comes to the media component of this this shuffle, Eric, obviously CBS Sports is uh, one of the, the bigger media partners that COSA shows its games on right now. You know, for those games that got canceled, I guess – what do you think kind of next steps are for, for those folks? I want to make sure I'm understanding your question correctly. So essentially you're saying if for CBS sports and, you know, if Marshall Southern miss and ODU, uh, if they had games on CBS sports or whatever, you know, platform, I guess in specificity, you're talking about the national platform because for ESPN, that's, that's a pretty easy, um, pretty easy fix for the national platforms. How do they go about that? Yeah. I guess what are, what are next steps for the national platforms in terms of, you know, covering for those games that they now lose? Um, see, again, this is where I think what inevitably, this is what would seem simple to me. If you go 11 up, 11 down, and you just run the conference as is, um, you're going to remake the schedule. So you're going to throw out the schedule that was, you know, made out today. It's not today. You're going to remake it. Um, and then you'll find whether that is 12 national games from that. And then of course, if you don't have conference um which means essentially you're not going to have 12 conference games right which usually is, isn't necessarily the case each year anyhow uh, i'm trying to remember who opened the year last year but like let's use western army for example that was a cbs Sportsnet game so it, not much will change they'll just remake the schedule and then you'll just be left with um a handful of games that aren't uh that aren't interconference and i mean as far as the financial aspect of it um again i I think (laughs) and this is where it gets so interesting right um clearly the three schools who are leaving are saying whatever financial incentive we had to stay doesn't particularly matter to us anyhow and i'm gonna assume that they're gonna make that up in one form or another (laughs) um you can draw your own conclusions there and then the pie will just be split um 11 ways so that that seems to be you know let me know if i if i answered your question there on, on both fronts yeah no I, I think you did um do you think this opens the door for cusa to bring in liberty and new mexico state on an accelerated timetable you see 
you're not the first person to ask that. I was asked that. I will give a shout out to a, a faithful FIU fan at Chia Panther on Twitter. He's the one of the the forefathers of uh, Section 112 there at Ricardo Silva Stadium. He or FIU Stadium, sorry. He asked that question to me on Twitter, right? Um, I think Liberty, because Liberty has the money. You know, it ain't gonna hurt Liberty to find the money. I don't know if New Mexico State, Jacksonville State, and Sam Houston have the money off the top. That's not to assert that they may not, right? But if you're asking me which school I think can make the easiest transition, I think it's Liberty. Do I think that happens? Honestly, Joe, I don't. Um, I mean, I guess I guess a simple fix would be just sticking Liberty in the East and calling it six and six again. Um, but I, I honestly, <laughs> there's so much maneuvering there, man, because then Liberty, I believe, has already set their schedule. I believe I'd have to go back and look at this on the fly, but I believe Liberty's already set the bulk of their schedule for 22. So then you have a whole lot of hassles there and contracts. And again, they're a private university. They can, they can handle it, but I, I, I don't, um, I, I just see, put you this way. If you ask me, which do I think is more um, likely the team going 11 up, 11 down in the 11 game, um, 11 team, eight conference game format or Liberty joining. I, I, I think it's a, uh, I think it's it's the the former, not the latter. I'm just looking at Liberty's schedule here. Yeah, I mean, Joe, this would <laughs> you want to talk about Messi? Um, Liberty plays at Southern Miss at ODU anyhow next year. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> right? Yeah, that that makes sense. Um, you know, I don't have New Mexico State schedule in front of me, but I'm sure they have commitments that they also have to honor. Uh, same with Sam Houston State and Jacksonville State. Uh, they have you know commitments to to their respective conferences as well. So. Probably not the more I kind of think about it and keep in mind, this just happened. This whole, this news broke, you know, just a a couple hours ago from when we're recording this. So we don't have all the answers yet, but it's, it's funny. This it's, I mean, it's funny for an outsider. It's not funny for all the people who are going to have to work a lot more, you know, work a lot more, uh, spend less time with their families. But, you know, it seems like as sticky as this situation has been the last like two years, it seems like this was, this was coming like a freight train. Exactly. We both are certainly in agreement there, unfortunately. Again, and at the end of the day, it's the athletes who could potentially lose out. You know, um, the kids are playing in the spring uh, mm-hmm. in the spring contest. But as a football, uh, as a football website, it certainly makes for more uh, fodder, more content for us. The Twitter smack talk is only getting started <laughs> and it's al- it's already going. You know, people are. I, I won't get into specifics, but people are already talking about amounts of conference championships and whatnot that Marshall and, and these other teams won while they were part of Conference USA. So, uh, you know, it's funny. People underestimate how strong the smack talk game is in the G5. You know, it's not just for the P5 folks, but we don't we don't have crazy Twitter spaces about it yet. That could be the next thing we break into, Eric. Yet, yet. Yes, sir. We are beef of the Twitter space. <laughs> Uh, all about that hostility, baby. All right. So <laughs> even more craziness to follow as we move through uh, what's already been an eventful offseason. And seems like it's only going to get more eventful as uh, this situation continues to unfold. But thank you all so much for listening. We will be back very soon. And we have some uh, some pods that were previously recorded talking about the recruiting classes in the respective divisions. So look forward to that very soon. Uh, but if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at J O E H I O underscore and at Eric C Henry underscore. And then of course at underdog dynasty on Twitter uh, for more G five football content.
through conference realignments and, um, you know, all the other things that people actually talk about in the football space. You know, at some point we'll have an actual sport to talk about again. But happy football watching, everybody. We will talk to you very soon. 